The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something with your host, Ty Maynard. We're the starting point for sales professionals and business owners who want to gain more clients, score higher margins, and not be left behind in sales and business. Now, here's Ty Maynard. Hello, everyone, and welcome again to the show. And if this is your first time tuning in, we'd like to welcome you to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something with Ty Maynard. I am your host, Ty Maynard, and our goal every week, every week, is to continue to help you in your quest to be the best in sales, business, and life. And we're going to continue to bring you the ideas, the tips, the techniques, the tools, the strategies, the tactics to help you in that quest. And we're going to continue on. Tonight's show, the topic is the one essential skill for success in sales and business, part two. We started this last week, and we had a whole lot of fun and a lot of good insight on really what it takes to be successful consistently in growing your business and improving your sales. And contrary to popular belief, as we said last week, the the best sales and business professionals aren't the ones who, quote, unquote, have the gift of gab. That means they can talk a lot. And normally what they're doing is they're talking about themselves. And that that's boring, really, because, as I mentioned last week, all key decision makers listen to the same radio station. And it's called WIIFM, What's In It For Me. And in order for us to find out how we can be of service to them, we have to do a better job. We have to become skillful. Uh, at asking deep probing questions to really understand the needs of our customers. And the average sales professional, we talk too much. That was a rap song back in the 90s, I think, by Run DMC. And it went kind of like, I say you talk too much. Homeboy, you never shut up. I mean, that's what we do. So what we're going to do now is we're going to shift gears and we're going to learn how to ask better questions. We're going to learn how to also listen to really understand what's going on in that business, in that person's life, so we can better serve them. Now, last week, I started off by talking about uh, several categories of sales professionals, and I call it the sales impact ladder. And we talked about the person that's on the lowest step is the least effective type of sales professional. Uh, and the higher you are on the, on the ladder, the more effective you are. And as a matter of fact, if you're in the, on the top two steps, you're bringing so much added value to that client, to that prospect, to that customer, that they almost feel like you're on their payroll. And that's the point we want to get to. So just to kind of recap, and if you didn't uh, catch last week's, you really want to go back and listen to the whole thing because it's going to give you some tremendous insight 
on how to do a better job in understanding the needs of your customers. But just to recap very quickly, we talked about the least effective type of the least effective uh, type of sales professional or business professional is the professional visitor. This person doesn't really have any agenda for uh, their visit. They just happen to be in the area or they just want to stop by and say hi. And they believe if they show up enough, they're going to get some business. And they do, uh, but not very much. And then we talked about the next level is the price seller. They believe everything, every decision, every sale, every opportunity, or every customer is won or lost based on how low they can get their price. And if they get a low enough price, then they'll win that customer. And as I shared last week, truly in talking to top executives and procurement officers, they identified that in the majority of cases, price is not the determining factor. Uh, but that's what they tell the person that lost, that it was based on price. And we are willing to accept that because it's not personal. We don't have to evaluate ourselves It was pri- if it was price. It was something else. And then we talked about the content teller. This person uh, has studied all of the manuals, read all of the journals and books and research papers and case studies, and they show up and throw up on a customer. And, again, that's not the best Way that's 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 an ineffective way to to gain or maintain a customer. All right, uh, these individuals I would refer to as vendors, and vendors are easy to replace. As a matter of fact, really, vendors take up space until they find another vendor that has an even lower price. What we talked about last week was the fact that. And really, this is my goal to help you get to the point where you're what we call a need satisfier, a needs satisfier, N-E-E-D-S, satisfier. And at this point, you are no longer coming in spewing, talking about who you are and how great you are and how long you plan on being great and who else thinks you're great. Your primary focus is to really understand the client. And the only way to really understand the client is to get them to talk about themselves. And the best way to get them to talk about themselves, their situation and their vision for their company and any issues that might hinder their success is to ask questions, to ask deep probing questions. And you'll gather a tremendous amount of information that can help you determine uh, from all of the things you can do for them, which best suits them. All right. So that's what we talked about last week, the need satisfier. I'm going to ratchet it up one notch this week because once you get to this point with your clients, uh, you are virtually impossible to replace. And this is the goal place we want to strive to get with all of our clients, and that's called a business ally, a business ally. And many, uh, I've heard many people refer to it as a trusted business advisor. When you get to this point, like I said, you're bringing so much added value. They feel like you're on their payroll. And at this point also, you have earned the right to tell a client no, especially if no is in their best interest. See, as salespeople, we want to say yes to everything. If they want to buy uh, a blue widget, we say sure. But, you know, we don't know that yet that that's not what's best for them. But as a business ally, they may say we want a blue widget. Before we say, okay, sure, we say, well, that's interesting. Why do you feel you need a blue widget? 
We want to help them make the best decision. And let me to share a story with you to help you understand what can happen if you are not perceived as a business ally by your customers. This actually happened uh, in I'm, I live in Tampa, Florida. This actually happened several years ago where there was this uh, sales professional who had a client that was doing probably about two million dollars a year in business with him. And they just faxed him POs, you know, they just faxed him POs. And there were never any calls or complaints. So it's, it's natural to assume that all is right within a late relationship if they continue to give you business and there are never any complaints. It's natural to assume that, but it's not safe to assume that. That's very dangerous. So this company, this client of his, purchased some land just outside of Tampa uh, to build a campus to house several, several thousand employees. And this was basically this gentleman's sale, right, if he had protected the client. Well, uh, because he did not follow up with them, he did not continually engage this client to really assess on a regular basis what's going on with that company. How can I be of additional service to you? What are some of the things you're struggling with right now? He didn't ask questions. He just counted on that two million coming every year. Well, I got news for you. Even if you are the incumbent, even if you are the the current supplier to a company, when there's a huge opportunity on the horizons, your competitors aren't just going to say, oh, XYZ company, they're the incumbent on this. We'll just move on and lick our wounds and find other opportunities. No, your competition is going to get on their game face and they're going to get ready to do battle because they feel that business is theirs and they're going to do what they have to to take it from you. Well, while he was comfortable thinking he had this business, his competition pursued the company and got to high-level executives. And and in past shows, we talked about the importance of getting to top executives in shows. And his competition was successful, whereas he was comfortable working with procurement at the lower level. And don't get me wrong, I'm not uh, saying you shouldn't work with procurement. I'm saying you should be at all levels in an organization in order to protect and gain the business. So his competition got to a high level, and uh, he got a call one day from the person that he was working with. And the person said, uh, Herb, I don't know how to tell you this, but to tell you, but uh, one of your competitors came in and met with some of our top executives, And I was just told to make your competitor an approved vendor. Now, in common form, when we hear that, that's when we get concerned. You know, we're comfortable all this time just getting by, uh, not trying to determine how we can be of greater value to the customer. So this was a concern from him. It was a concern for his boss. It was a concern for the manufacturers that they represented. So now everyone is swarming to try to, to save and salvage this relationship with this client. Uh, and the corporate headquarters for the client is in New York City. So everyone flew to New York trying to save this account. And when they met with the top executives up there, one of the top executives said, you know, one of your competitors uh, has been meeting with us, and they assessed our needs, and they shared with us several ideas that could help maximize, reduce accomplish, attract, 
you know, minimized. They kept using verbs with everything they identified that the competition could do for them. And after hearing this, the, the sales professional, he looked at that executive and he said, well, sir, uh, well, we can do that for you also. And the executive got upset with him. And he said, well, if you could have done these things for us all this time, why didn't you tell us? Why didn't you tell us? And the next thing he said to the sales professional is the most telling thing I have ever heard an executive share with a sales professional on how to be an exceptional sales professional. This executive then told this sales professional, he said, it's your job to keep us informed of anything that can help us be better or do better, whether we want to hear about it or not. Wow, what a lesson. What an expensive lesson. So basically what this executive was saying to Herb, he said, listen, first of all, you have to understand who we are and what our needs are. But at the moment you find you have an idea or a solution that could assist us in meeting our objectives, you need to call us to inform us of that idea. And if we don't take your call or return your call, you need to call us a second time. As a matter of fact, you need to call us a third time, a fourth time, a fifth time. You need to keep calling us until you force us to listen to the idea that can help us grow our company and grow our business. That's powerful. So we've talked on this show on many occasions about the importance of being persistent. And you know by now I call persistence what I courteous determination. We must be determined to help our customers because sometimes they don't know that we can help them. They aren't willing to listen because they're giving us reflex no's. Well, what was interesting was after a few weeks after this meeting, Herb got a call from his procurement officer contact and the gentleman said, Herb, I don't know how to tell you this, but to tell you I just got a call from upstairs and I was told to sole source with your competitor. So because Herb was not a business ally, he was not even a need satisfier. He was a vendor because he was not intentionally trying to understand and continue to bring new ideas to this client. Not only did he lose the $2 million per year, but he lost the $30 million that they were going to invest with someone for their new project. So this is why we're going to talk about you have to do a better job. We have to do. I have to do a better job of probing. I'm always evaluating myself, and I challenge you to evaluate yourself and your skills also. Because if we aren't getting better, we're getting worse. If we aren't Moving forward, we're going backwards. There is no static position in this profession of selling. And I tell you what, as usual, this is the fastest hour of the week for me. Uh, It's time for us to take a short break. This is Ty Maynard, and you're listening to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something with Ty Maynard on the Voice America Business Channel. We'll talk to you on the other side of the break. 
When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. The way we do banking today continues to evolve. No longer is it just brick and mortar locations or traditional bankers' hours. Today, banking is 24-7. It's in the home. It's on the go. It's digital. Tune in to Breaking Banks with Brett King for a look at how traditional banking as we know it has changed due to a loss of trust, changing economic conditions and consumer behavior, government involvement, and, of course, technology. What does it all mean? Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Business Channel. We spend 70% of our week in the office. What is the difference between enjoying your job and enduring it? The number one motivator is a positive work environment. And that's where Real Recognition Radio comes in. Join your hosts, Roy Saunderson and S. Max Brown, as they take a look at the positive factors of the workplace, such as employee rewards, recognition, incentives, and much more. Tune in to Real Recognition Radio, Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Business Channel. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. listening to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something. If you want to reach Ty Mayner or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or you can send an email to Ty at TyMaynerGroup.com. That's T-Y-E at T-Y-E-M-A-N-E-R Group.com. Now, back to the show. Hey, welcome back. You're listening to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something with Ty Maynard. I am your host, Ty Maynard, and we're talking about the one essential skill that's necessary to be successful consistently in sales and business. And that's really understanding what's going on with your your customers, your prospects, your clients. And the only way to get a good understanding is to understand it from their perspective. And the only way to understand it from their perspective is to ask questions. So we're going to continue to talk about how do you ask questions. And I, I, I said last week, uh, one of the definitions of, of probing or questioning is to build a clear, complete, mutual understanding of a customer's needs. And to build a clear, complete, mutual understanding, there are two primary types of questions that we're going to ask. Uh, the first question is an open-ended question, and, and, and this may be somewhat elementary, but I have a, a wide variety of listening audience. So, And basically, as we know, an open-ended question are questions that cannot be answered with a yes or no response. And it's the most conversational form of questioning that there is. The client thinks that they're in control because they're doing the majority of the talking. But who, as we said, whoever's asking the questions is in control, but it's not obvious to the other person. All right? So it's, it's conversational when we ask open-ended questions. Uh, the other benefit is you are not dead-ended by a no. A lot of times when we get a no, we don't know where to go with it. And it basically stops us in our tracks. But what I have learned to understand being in this profession now going on, gosh, 32 years, um, 
when I hear the word N-O, I automatically think of K-N-O-W. When I hear N-O, no, I think of K-N-O-W, no. At this point, they may not know enough yet to really appreciate the value that I can bring to them. All right. So and the other reason we want to ask open ended questions, because, as I mentioned, you're in control, but it's not obvious to them. Uh, and there are different ways to ask open ended questions. And we're going to cover that in a, in a second. But we want to ask predominantly open ended questions. You will get far more information if you asked a three word open ended question than if you ask a 15-word closed-ended questions. So let's talk about closed-ended questions very quickly so you can get a kind of handle on that. But before we get to closed-ended, let me, let me digress for a second and talk about why ask open-ended questions. First of all, it can cause the client to respond with what we call statements of need. Statements of need. And a statement of need is any phrase or statement that expresses a concern or desire for improvement that the customer or the prospect is looking for. And let's talk about what they sound like. Statements of need sound like this. It, it's this they, they normally start with one of these phrases. We need to. We want to. We have to. It's, it's important for us to. We are really interested in and it's critical that we. All right. We need to. We want to. We have to. It's important for us to be able to. We're really interested in and it's critical that we accomplish this particular goal. Anytime you hear a sentence that starts with one of those phrases, your ears should enlarge. You should hear floof floof and your ears should be as large as an elephant's ear. Because if you listen intently now, the customer is about to tell you exactly what you need to know. Or what you need to do in order to earn or keep their business. All right. And automatically know if you hear a sentence that starts with we need to, we want to, we have to. It's, it's, it's important for us to. We're really interested in or it's critical that automatically know you're going to ask at least two to three questions deep to fully understand what they mean by that. So if they say we really need to have uh a more collaborative workspace. Uh, we really need to have uh, a class A office environment. We really need to have top shelf employees. The first question to top shelf employees, well, you know, top shelf can mean different things to different people. So when you say top shelf, what do you mean by that? And they're going to tell you because I promise you, if you try to guess from your perspective, you're going to be wrong. All right. What do you mean by that? That's the first question. The next question, why is it so important now for your organization to have this type of employee? They will tell you. And I, I really recommend you take notes, which we're going to get into a little bit later. All right. Why is it so important now to have this type of top, top shelf employee? And what do you feel would be the impact on your company, your customers, if you don't have this type of employee? They are going to tell you exactly what you need to do, what you need to know to help them to earn their business. All right. So anytime you hear a phrase that implies a need, we're going to ask at least two to three questions deep to really 
understand what's going on and what that means from their perspective. And I, I'm thinking, well, you know, I'm, I'm in the process of writing another book. I have a book now, Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something, which this radio show is titled after. But I, I often joke about writing another book called The Matrix Phenomenon because I see something that's really phenomen- phenomenal with uh, sales professionals when they're interviewing a client. Uh, and hopefully many of you have watched that movie, The Matrix. If you haven't, you need to check it out. It's an awesome movie. But in that movie, there's a scene where this gentleman named uh, Neo, which was, who was played by Keanu Reeves, he's going to save his friend Morpheus, who was played by Lawrence Fishburne. And in the in the scene, the uh, he encounters an enemy agent on the roof of this building, and the enemy agent draws his weapon and he starts to fire at him. And as the bullets are coming towards Neo. He's dodging the bullets. He's moving out of the way of them. It was it was amazing. It was really skillful. And I see sales professionals do the exact same thing when a client gives a statement of need. When the client says, we really need to be able to. And he kind of throws that need at the salesperson. I see the salesperson leaning back and dodging that need because he's thinking to himself, listen, you're the customer. You don't really know what you need. I'm the professional. I know what you need. Let's talk about this other topic I think should be relevant to you. And then the client throws another statement of need. We are really interested in accomplishing. And then the salesperson dodges again because he believes what he wants to talk about is more important than what the customer wants to talk about. And what I want us to do, I want us to get more like Neil at the end of the movie when he truly had understanding in the essence, into the essence of who he really was. At the end of the movie, those of you who saw it, if you remember, there was a scene where uh, Neil was at the end of this corridor and there were five enemy agents at the other side. And they all drew their weapons and started firing at the same time. And he had all of these bullets coming at him. And instead of dodging the bullets this time, he put his hand out in front of him and the bullets stopped right in front of his hand. And he grabbed one of the bullets and he examined it. And that's what I want us to do. I want us to examine that need by asking the what question. What do you mean by that? Why is that so important? And what impact? What consequence? What would be the ramifications? What would be the effect if you were not able to accomplish this particular goal? If we can do that, we're really going to better understand how to help that particular client. And we're going to be to them either a need satisfier or they're going to perceive us as a business ally. As I mentioned, if you're a need satisfier or a business ally, You are virtually impossible to replace. But if you are a vendor just trying to sell something and you don't care what it is, uh, the next vendor that comes along will take your place, will take your space. And the other thing I want us to understand is it's really important. I I talk about two types of sales professionals. And in my book, there's a a description of it, a diagram of it. Uh, One is called Swimming Sally. And the other one was called Scuba Sam. And I want you to imagine for a moment 
uh, a body of water. Okay. And then you have one person on the top of the water that has on basically snorkeling equipment. And then you have another person that's way deep in the water. They're, they're really deep. All right. So we call that person scuba Sam and the person that's on the surface is swimming Sally. Those are the two types of individuals I run into the most when it comes to probing, when it comes to understanding the customer's needs. And I want to talk about those very quickly. Uh, we're going to be coming up on a break, so I'll try to get started. But swimming Sally, let's say the customer says to uh, both of them, you know, our image is lacking impact and we need help. Swimming Sally, just with that one statement, will automatically assume, oh, I know exactly what, they, what you need. And she starts spewing on them some solution she feels will help meet their needs. And she is so far off the mark. There's no way you can understand what's going on with the customer based on one statement. In many cases, we think we do, but then we are assuming and we all know what that means. That's dangerous for us to make assumptions. All right. So she comes up with a solution and nine times out of 10, her solution is not going to be the right solution for the customer or it probably will not be the best solution for the customer. So what we want to do is be more so like Scuba Sam because Scuba Sam heard the exact same thing. The customer said, our image is lacking impact. And instead of doing what Scuba Sam, uh, what, excuse me, Swimming Sally did, Scuba Sam puts on his scuba gear because Scuba Sam is getting ready to dive deep. Scuba Sam is getting ready to get down low. All right. So unfortunately, well, fortunately, <laughs> the time is flying and it's time for us to take another break. This is Ty Maynard and you're listening to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something with Ty Maynard on the Voice America Business Channel. When we get back on the other side of this break, we'll talk about Scuba Sam and how he handles things. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Tune in for What About Wealth every week to learn the vital answers to your questions about creating wealth, investing it, donating it, and protecting it. Your hosts are Rich Bloomfield and Rick Durfee, who explain the principles that govern wealth in terms you can understand. Building and preserving positive wealth requires correct action, but few people know how wealth really works. Listen every Tuesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel and find the answers you need about wealth. What are the reasons that over three-quarters of small businesses fail within three years? Why do 70% of U.S. women-owned businesses make less than $50,000 a year? What causes mid-sized companies to stagnate? Although today many fundamentals of business remain the same, there are critical current changes that are not being acknowledged, and the result is costly. Tune in to Moving Forward with host Jen Sabin. We'll discuss the core reasons and plans of action to keep your business moving forward. Listen Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Business. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. 
listening to Forget Patients, Let's Sell Something. If you want to reach Ty Maynard or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or you can send an email to Ty at tymaynardgroup.com. That's T-Y-E at T-Y-E-M-A-N-E-R group.com. Now, back to the show. Hey, welcome back. You're listening to Forget Patients, Let's Sell Something with Ty Maynard. I am your host, Ty Maynard, and we're talking about the one essential skill necessary to be consistently successful in sales, business, and I'll even add life. And that is probing to understand the other party in whatever relationship you're working with. Uh, right now, we're talking about sales and business, but these same skills work extremely well on the personal side as well. And before the break, we were talking about two types of individuals that probe. We were talking about Swimming Sally, who basically uh, only gets circumstantial information from a client and then tries to solve a need. And by doing that, she's going to miss the opportunity to really serve them or provide the most appropriate solution for them. But we're now we're getting ready to talk about Scuba Sam. Scuba Sam, basically, when he hears the same statement, our image is lacking impact, instead of just coming up with a solution, he's going to ask those two to three questions to really understand what that means to the customer and what the impact could be if they don't accomplish it. So what he's going to be doing is asking that what, why, and impact question, and he is ultimately going to be selling to the real need instead of a circumstance because a circumstance is just a symptom of what's really going on with the customer. And we can solve that symptom, but we aren't going to – Fix the major need. And if you can look at, uh, let's, let's say a symptom or a circumstance as, let's say a cough. Let's, let's, let's get back to the medical example. A cough, we, we've all had before, but for different reasons. Okay, a cough could become, you could cough because you have a cold, because something's stuck in your throat, because you have um, the flu. Because you have pneumonia, tuberculosis, lung cancer. It could be so many different reasons. So if I gave you cough syrup and the cough stopped, that does not mean I cured the real issue that's causing the cough. So what we want to do is we want to focus on curing the real need. And if we solve the real need, the symptoms also go away with that. All right. If we solved the cold, the cough goes away with the cold. But if we solve the cough, that doesn't mean the cough, the cold has left. So we want to focus on uh, solving the real need, and that's what a scuba Sam does, and he does that by probing deep. There was one other type of question we want to talk about very quickly, and that's closed-ended questions. And unfortunately, in my experience as a trainer and a facilitator, uh, when I role play with students, I hear too many closed ended questions and closed ended questions are basically questions that can be answered with a yes or no response or a one word response, uh, a quantitative response. It can be a choice of alternatives. Maybe you provide 
I'll give you some examples of those. Let's say for a moment, uh, one close-ended question might be, so how many chairs would you like? And the person says, 15. You didn't get a whole lot of information. You got some specific information, but you didn't get detailed information. Now, don't get me wrong. Closed-ended questions are necessary periodically to get detailed information, but you want to ask far more open-ended questions. What questions? Why questions? How will that impact you? Why is that so important now? Those are the types of questions that will get you volumes of information that can help you meet the need of that customer. The other thing that you also want to do is with closing the questions, you want to confirm your understanding at the end of probing through a need to make sure you and them have that mutual understanding that I referenced last week in the show. When I say we want to build a clear, complete mutual understanding, a mutual understanding means your understanding of their need and their understanding of their need is identical, not similar, not in the na- same neighborhood, not in the same ballpark, but it's identical. All right. And confirming allows you to do that after end of probing to understand the need. So basically what I like to see you do is repeat back to them as verbatim as possible. What you think you heard them say, try do your best to not paraphrase. If I said I'm looking for a first class appearance for client visits, don't write down world class working environments because I promise you, you're going to bring me the wrong solution. Write down as verbatim as possible what they said. So to confirm, I'm going to repeat back to that person. I'm going to say just to make sure I'm clear um, when you say you're looking for flexibility by flexibility you mean and I'm going to repeat back to them what they said and I'm going to say the reason that's so important now for your company is because and then I'm again I'm going to repeat back to them what they said and the impact if you don't accomplish this will be and again repeat back to them what they said this allows them to confirm that you got it right and if you did not get it right what they will do at this point in time is clarify nope that's not really what I meant what I really meant was this so now that helps you to gain that mutual understanding so this is the most important tool in being successful long term in the profession of sales And we're all in sales. I don't care if you're a minister or an attorney. We all have to persuade or influence. And the best way to do that is to first understand the other person and their situation. All right. So that's how you probe. But the other side of the coin, the other side of the coin is listening. You can ask the greatest questions in the world, but if you aren't listening to the responses, Asking a great question is a very moot point. So let's talk about listening for a minute. What we want to do is we really want to learn to focus on listening to understand versus just listening to respond. Unfortunately, the majority of us listen to respond. And it takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of training and being intentional about really listening to understand what someone else is saying. All right. Um, let's talk about listening to respond first. 
we all do it. We've all have done it, especially if we have long-standing relationships with a customer. And normally in my class, I'll, I'll say, you know, we all have had parents or grandparents, uh, brothers and sisters or aunts, uncles, a husband or wife or a boyfriend or a girlfriend, someone that we are around on a regular basis or a best friend or a teacher. And based on the length of these relationships, especially with parents or grandparents, we've heard them say the exact same statement hundreds of times, you know, thousands of times. And in the case of my son, uh, millions of times. OK, <laughs> uh, you know, my my if you ask him, what's my favorite quote to him? I, I mentioned this to you before. But he'll, he'll, his eyes will roll back in his head and he'll say, if you're easy on yourself, life will be hard on you. If you're hard on yourself, life will be easier on you and far more rewarding. And his eyes roll back forward. But based on the length of relationship we have with someone, once they start a sentence, and all of you who listen, you know what I'm talking about, that sounds so familiar. We've heard this from them so many times. Once they start that sentence with the first three to five words, we kind of tune them out. Or we go into our own little world, right? Um, and we start thinking about either our response or sometimes we just, we just cut them off and answer before we've even, they've even finished speaking to us. And in that case, you are listening to respond. And what I like to point out is this could be the occasion where they change one or two words in that sentence. And the one or two words that they change can change the entire complexion of the sentence. But we miss it. We miss it because we were listening to respond. And I had a client who shared with me uh, that he he said that he lost a child, a teenage son, because he thought he knew what the son was going to say, and he really didn't listen to him. And the child, that, that was a bad occurrence that happened as a result. So listening to respond is the worst thing we can do. We have to learn to listen to understand. And I can think about many instances when um, someone walked into my office, and I said, I'm, I'm in the middle of reading something or typing something. I said, uh, go ahead and start talking. I hear you. And that's impossible. Multitasking is overrated. It's impossible to listen well and do something else at the same time. Uh, I can't tell you. There probably, I'm sure there were times uh, before I got better at this where a customer called and I was in the middle of reading an email. And while that customer was on the phone, I continued to read that email or do that other thing I thought was, was really relevant. And I missed key information that could help me better serve that customer all right uh and we do it with our kids especially if you have young children a young child's sole purpose for existence from the time from the age of two up until maybe 13 is to talk your ear off that's their sole purpose for living all right but don't worry from about 14 to maybe 21 you won't hear very much out of them and then they'll open up again on the other side. So what we want to make sure we're doing is listening to understand, listening to understand. So now what I do is this. If my phone rings, I don't care what I was reading. 
I grab my pad and my pen, and when I'm talking to my client, I give them my undivided attention. Now I get a whole lot of really good information that can help me serve them the best. As I said before, our focus is to make a difference, and by making a difference, the dollars follow. If you walk into my office and you're one of my employees and you need to talk to me about something, I say, okay, hold on one second. Let me finish this thought. I'll finish typing, and then I'll turn directly to you, and I will give you my undivided attention. And what I've learned is by doing this, we have fewer errors. There's, there's, there's less rework that has to be done because we get a clear, complete, mutual understanding because I am listening to you to understand. Uh, and, you know, when my son, he, he's 25, now he doesn't ride with me much, but he rides with me uh, on one occasion if I put two words together, and that's Cracker Barrel. Cracker Barrel, that's right, he likes to eat. And uh, when he rides with me now, I don't turn the radio down. I turn the radio off, and it allows to me to understand what's going on with him. And so that's what we want to do in order to listen to understand. And it's time for us to take a break again. And boy, I tell you what, man, it's the fastest hour of the week. And you are listening to Forget Patience. Let's sell something with Ty Maynard. I am your host, Ty Maynard, and you're listening to the Voice America Business Channel. Stay tuned. business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network if you want to know about investing in emerging and frontier markets or if you have experience in this field but still need to know more tune into emerging and frontier markets investing with gavin graham Gavin explores news, current trends, and insights about both categories of investing. His guest experts, along with his own knowledge, will help you stay above the line when it comes to growth potential, whether in funds or equities. He will look at what to invest in and avoid. Tune in to Emerging and Frontier Markets Investing with Gavin Graham every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Are you feeling slammed and suckered in today's stock market? If so, then you need to tune in to Profitable Investing with Jordan Kimmel. Every Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, Jordan Kimmel will train you in what you can do to beat up the big boys on Wall Street, as well as share his secrets to success so that you can buy and sell like a profit-pumping pro. Grab the bull market by the horns and listen to Profitable Investing with Jordan Kimmel. Every Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Bottom Line in Business Talk, Voice America Business. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to Forget Patients, Let's Sell Something. If you want to reach Ty Maynard or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or you can send an email to Ty at TyMaynerGroup.com. That's T-Y-E at T-Y-E-M-A-N-E-R Group.com. Now, back to the show. Hey, welcome back. You're listening to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something with Ty Maynard. I'm your host, Ty Maynard, 
And we're talking about the key skill necessary to be successful consistently in sales and business. We've been talking about probing, but the other side of that coin is listening. You can ask the best questions in the world, but if you aren't listening to what the customer is saying, you're going to miss it. So let's talk about how to listen to understand. And the first thing I want to share with you is let the speaker speak. Let them speak. I know you think you know what they're going to say, but humor them and let them complete their conversation without you interrupting. Okay. The second thing is let your attention show. If they're in front of you, look at them, make eye contact. If you're on the telephone, use a technique we call passive listening. And with passive listening, you're saying, "Uh uh-huh, really? Okay, I see. That lets the customer know that you are engaged with them, that you're really there, that you don't just have them on speaker and you're doing something else while they're talking. Uh, And and the, uh, the other thing is, this is really critical, take notes. Take notes. And what I'm noticing is this. The older I get, the less I trust my memory. (laughs) Okay? The less I trust my memory because how many of you have been in a meeting and you left the meeting and you went back to your office or you went to your car and then you couldn't remember certain aspects of the meeting? The best thing you can do is take notes to to keep that from happening. Uh, There's an old saying, the weakest ink. I-N-K, will outlast the strongest memory. The weakest ink will outlast the strongest memory. And I thought that was so profound, I created a rap version to that. And it goes like this. Don't just think it, ink it, yeah. All right? Don't just think it, ink it, write it down. Do not trust your memory. Another thing that I will do with customers is... I will ask their permission to take notes. I'll say, you know, what you're saying to me is really important, and I want to make sure I get it right. Do you mind if I take a few notes? And they appreciate that, especially top executives. I've had top executives tell me that if you don't take notes in a meeting with them, that's the last time they'll see you because they understand human nature, and they know that it's virtually impossible for you to remember the details of what they said if you don't write it down. So that draws attention to the fact that I am taking notes. It also draws attention to the fact that of the person that may come in after me that doesn't take notes. All right. So let the speaker speak. Let your attention show. Take notes and even ask the customer's permission to draw attention to it. And then also after you leave, organize the message. Okay, what are they ultimately looking for here? What was that really about? Look at your notes and try to organize the message. And then last but not least, listen for psychological needs. What's the personal win for this individual? What are they ultimately looking? Okay, I understand my goal is to help this organization in many cases, but what are they looking for personally? Sometimes people are just looking for, hey, help me look good. Help me have a job after this thing is over. Or help me keep my business from failing. What's the personal need? The other thing we want to do is concentrate, which is really tough, which is really tough. All right. Uh, 
we all have that situation, right? When someone is in front of us talking and while they're talking, we are looking at them. We are looking them dead in the eye and we are nodding our head and we say, "Uh uh-huh, I see. Okay. We're saying that to them, but we're thinking, hmm, we need dog food. (laughs) We need dog food. Did I turn the gas grill off yesterday? Wow, my vacation in Tahiti sure was great 20 years ago. We're thinking about everything other than what that individual is saying to us. But what I want us to do is learn to stay in the now. Don't worry about what has happened prior to this meeting, what's going to happen after this conversation. Stay in the now. It can be done. It takes practice, but you can do it. All right. So pay attention to all of the details also. Pay attention to all of the details because small words that we miss can have huge meanings and even larger consequences. Small words can have huge meanings and even larger consequences if we miss them. And last but not least, pause before you respond to them. One of the things I notice is we have a tendency to try to respond very quickly when someone takes a breath or finishes speaking because we want them to think, oh, we're really on top of things and we're really sharp. But it's okay to pause. They don't think you're dumb if you get silent. All they're thinking is you're either giving careful consideration to what they just said or you're giving careful consideration to your response. And either one of those things is a good thing. They feel like you, you're really listening to understand them. And one of the best ways to improve relationships is to listen to understand. I'm so thankful they came out with the TVO and the DVR because, you know, I could be watching the basketball game and, and the wife says, hey, honey, I need to talk to you about something. And LeBron James is about to slam dunk. I can just press pause and say, yes, baby, what's going on? Talk to me. How can I help you? So we have to really now focus on listening. And I'll share a couple of things with you. We, we are almost at the end of the show. But I've had several of my students come back to me. And I had one guy who said, Ty, you know, after your class, I realized when I get home, my family talks to me through the newspaper. So after your session, I made a conscientious effort that when my four-year-old son started talking to me, I would set the newspaper to the side And I would give him my undivided attention. And the second day of me doing that, my son got excited and he said, Dad, you're finally starting to listen to me. And then my question is, if a four year old can tell when you're really listening and when you really aren't, do you think your customers can? Do you think your spouse can? Do you think your employees or your staff can? And believe me, the answer is yes. We know that. And. I had another situation where, first of all, what I always say is this. Whether you win a sale or lose a sale, go back and try to find out why you won or why you lost. And I had a a young lady on the West Coast that was in my class. She won a a nice size sale. And she went back to the customer and said, I appreciate your business. I'm just curious. Do you mind what prompted you to make the decision in favor of me? And the person said to her, We felt like you really listened. We felt like you really listened. So it's critical that we ask good questions. 
But it's even more critical that on the other side, we listen to understand. And our time is almost up again. And and by the way, if you really want to know more about how to get proficient in assessing the needs of your customers and being able to take notes and listen to really understand, uh, I want you to check out a website. It's a really cool site, and it it can help you accomplish this. And it's called questdeck.com. If you're looking to really understand the needs of your customers, serve them better, and as a result of serving them better, improve your sales percentage and improve your margins, go to QuestDeck, that's Q-U-E-S-T-D-E-C-K.com. I think you'll find some really cool information, um, some free information that can help you accomplish that. All right? Like I said, our goal every week is to help you be the best you can be in sales, business, and life. And we provide you with some tips tonight. And if you are listening for the first time, we have listeners from all over the world. And and those of you who are listening from all over the world, welcome and thank you for listening. Uh, Go check out some of the other archive shows. We have skill sets that will help you grow your businesses, grow sales, and be more successful in business and life. And our time is up again. This is the fastest hour of the week for me, and I hope it is for you. In the meantime, this is Ty Maynard. You're listening to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something. And we look forward to speaking with you again next week on another exciting topic. Take care, and we'll see you next week. Thanks again for tuning in to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something. Ty Maynard will be back next Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We look forward to you joining us then. In the meantime, forget patience, let's sell something.